welcome back to Turf Talk. It is our first show post-Christmas and what we're going to be doing today is kind of running through all the grade ones at the Cheltenham Festival that have form lines linking in to what's happened over the past month. Uh, my name's Lewis Tomlinson and as per usual, well he's not sat next to me today, we've managed to find a way to hopefully try and record a podcast without either of us being in a studio. So we hope this works, because it means it means we get a hell of a lot more podcasts out if one of us isn't having to trek into... Well, Jim isn't having to trek into Huddersfield to record all the time. Somewhere... You are in Huddersfield today, aren't you? I, I am in Huddersfield, yes, I am. Currently sat at a desk. Uh, look, really looking forward to this podcast. Uh, there's been a lot of racing that we've got to catch up with. Um, we've had a good break, but... A happy Christmas period for in the racing scene. There's been a lot of newcomers to the uh, Cheltenham Lock, and yeah, looking forward to previewing it and well, reviewing it and looking forward to it. And before we crack on with the actual preview itself, Jim, we've got an exciting announcement, haven't we? We have. We have. We we, we tried kind of doing our own tipping comp a couple of weeks ago, but then we thought, well, what's the point of competing? What's the point of competing with the very best, which is the Rating the Racers Naps comp, run by Liam at Rating the Racers, and we're absolutely buzzing to be having a partnership with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure everyone get involved. I think Jim's been getting involved for a long time. Uh, I, 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 since about uh, early December, uh, it's just a bit of fun, really, and I've, I've enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I'll be getting involved from now on as well. It's free. Pick pick your nap and your next best, didn't it, Jim? And then uh, you have a reserve as well. So you've got three chances to try and get some points. Um, you win prizes at the end of the year. I think the cl- I, I was third in one weekly contest. I had a, one of the best tipping weeks of my life. Uh, <laughs> and it'll never happen ever again. But I got third. Sadly, you don't win anything for third. <laughs> but, uh, no, you, was... you get put up £11 to come in third, don't you? <laughs> after this weekend um, so yeah it's a really fun competition uh, sign up now it's 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 great if I'm being honest it's, it's a bit of a laugh me and Lewis can take the mic out me and go you can't pick a winner which is normal um, so yeah sign up join in yeah, great fa- thing to do thanks a lot to Liam for his support as well and, and we're really excited to have have the turf talk and the rating the races lads joining together Uh Shall we crack on with some actual racing talk now, pal? Yeah, let's go. Well, we'll start with the the Cheltenham Thursday. Thursday? Tuesday? Thursday. Thursday. It's been a long you time, Jim. You meant the Thursday. Yes, you've Thursday. you've rescued it, mate. I like that. I like that. You've helped me out. The Chel- uh, the first day at the Cheltenham Festival, and over the past month, we've seen Grade 1 wins from Abacadabras and Fiddler on the Roof, as well as Envoy Allen, who's not going to turn up here, as well as Shishkin, not quite in Grade 1 company, but as much of an impressive performance, Andy Dufraid and Captain Guinness as well, both staking their claims for the first race of the festival as well in the Moscow Flyer on Saturday, as well as Master Debonair. That was over a month ago now, mate. Mm, I know, it's mental, isn't it? Bolting up at Ascot. A lot to talk about, Jim. Who's taken your eye the most at this stage in the Supreme Market? In the market for the Supreme, 
I am happy to announce that I am aboard the Colin Tizard Express once again for Fiddler on the Roof. I think he is a machine. Um, he, I'm on at 20s for the Supreme. Um, he's winning the Tolworth was spectacular. I, I, I'd say that. Uh, he's beat... The field looked... It looked winnable, didn't it? Would you agree? Um. There were a lot of horses who, at that stage, had probably shown a similar enough a level of form. But I wasn't expecting him to win as impressively as he actually did. Um, he stretched away from Jeremy's flame very, very well. Uh, she, sorry, uh, he was, she was uh, in seven pound seat of weight off him as well. Robbie Powell was full of praise after the race, I thought, but he was... He doesn't often show a lot, Robbie Power, and he, and he was passion like a bit of passion after that. I'm going, I wasn't expecting that to be that good. Um, he's been fiddler on the road, has been a frustrating sort of horse. Uh, I, I really, really fancied him uh, after his previous form in uh, Irish bumpers and stuff. Strong form, being the big getaway and and finishing behind in some nice races. Um, he was second on debut for Colin Tizar behind Time Hill in the Persian War. That was a great run. And then he clearly bumped into one uh, Wink Hampton in Edwardstone, who we've seen recently just nabbed on the run here in the uh, champion hurdle Rossington Main at Haydock. So for me so far, I think that Fiddler on the Roof has all the quantities. Uh, Tizard, in my opinion, will go for this race. He's got um, the big breakaway and what's his other good novice hurdler called? His name's just escaped me. Oh. Anyway, move on. Um, and I think Fiddler on the Roof has got the speed to compete in this supreme novice hurdle. I think this is more up his street. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think seven to one's the right price about him. There's a few in there around that. Offer me a bit, uh, make me a bit skeptic, but yeah. Other than that, what about you, Lewis? Have you have you found anything strong in this? Uh, I don't have a huge, huge opinion on this race yet. I think Abracadabras is beatable as the favourite. So do I. I, I. I'm with you. Abracadabras hasn't done a lot wrong so far, but I still feel he's beatable. I like. I like the horse. But it's it's a sort of market where I, I think I, I think you'd look to get him beat. He's as short as freezing places. And it yeah. wasn't it, it was Blue Sarri ran no sort of race as well at Leopardstown. So it was about as straightforward a performance as Abercadabras has gone off to do, you know, he's beaten Heaven Helpers who's, you know, since gone and been beaten in a mare's novice hurdle. You know, it's not Particularly the strongest form lines, and look, he's not looked as awkward as he did last season. No. But again, you 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 you've got a horse who's clearly slightly quirky as favourite for a competitive looking race, and therefore, to me, it makes sense to try and find alternatives. I thought Shishkin Shishkin looked pretty monstrous the other day. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, I, th- I thought the front two in that race, I thought Shake Em Up Harry ran an excellent sort of race and Sh- Shishkin absolutely brushed him aside. 
Uh, mar- he's been really found in the market in the last couple of weeks. He, he was as big as 20s in places, 33s, and now he's into 6-1. to one. Um, I think that the value's gone with him. He's an unknown quantity, um, but I, I, at this moment in time, I can't be having him at 6-1. to one. Well, you're not massively... Just the way he finished his race off. Yeah. That was it. Shishkin's most impressive furlong was his last one. And that and and that to me, you know, it was almost at his leisure. Yeah. Once he had got in front, I I really liked that. Uh, Envoy Allen won't turn up here. I wouldn't discount Andy Dufresne. Would you not? There was a a lot of people who were quick to put the knockers really on his performance in the Moscow Flyer at Butcherstown. Um, Captain Guinness surprised more people, I think. Um, this happens a lot where the favourite just scrapes home and everyone goes, oh, that wasn't a very good performance. But often you're surprised by the second horse finishing so close to him. Maybe if Captain Guinness had jumped the last slightly better, um, he would have beaten him. But Andy Dufresne, I thought, did this well enough. Um, the drop back to two miles. He looks slow, but sometimes a slow horse can win the Supreme, if you get what I mean. I think, yeah. You see more, like, stays hurdle prospects go via the Supreme than that, you see more speedy attacks go to the Ballymore. That's what I'd prefer, mate. I, I, I think a strongly run two plays to his strengths. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, and I, I, I'm, I've never really been the biggest fan of Andy Dufresne, but I, I think people are quick to rule him out of this market, and I think he's dangerous. Um, I, I think you can probably the way that the Supreme is run, it's more rough and tumble, fast paced. I, I think you have an easier race in the Ballymore. I think I, personally, um, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule Andy Dufresne out of this market at this moment in time. No, me, me neither. I I quite like him, and obviously as well with Cap, Captain Guinness, we've found the first wise guy horse over the festival as well. Yeah, it was it was City Island last year, will we say, um, and and now it's Captain Guinness. Yeah, ev- the, the the reaction on Twitter after that was almost as if Captain Guinness had you know had won the race, and Andy and Andy Dufresne were twenty lengths behind. Uh, look, Captain Guinness is generally two or four points bigger than than Andy Dufresne in most places, so I could I could I can see why people might like him, but. I don't know. I I I I I I don't I don't quite get why people seem to be pouring cold water on Andy Dufresne's performance whilst at the same time being massively hyped by Captain Guinness. Because even though even though he does look like a very very smart long term prospect, you know the Supreme is in March. I agree. And at bigger prices in the same colours as Andy Dufresne, Sporting John's a horse that we've not really seen an awful lot of. He's looked good, hasn't he? But I think he's he's a serious weapon. Um, He beat, on his first run under rules, beat Colin Tizard's Harry Senior, who we've seen had some decent form, and Harry Senior didn't fancy going down to the start the other week at Warwick. Um, But I think he would have been competitive in that race, um, and he then he's had two wins at Exeter, and they've been very very good. And I think that 
he's a horse who could be dangerous to underestimate at this moment in time at the market, 20-1, to because we don't know anything about him, really. Um, I'm hoping to see him out soon. Um, I'm just trying to have a look to see if he's got any entries, but I can't see an awful lot at this moment in time. No, that's that's a fair comment, Jim. At this stage, and you're a supreme horse. Oh, I'm fiddler on the roof. Fiddler on the roof for me. I'm, I'm all about that. the uh, Express because... I think he's got speed, I think he's got stamina, I, I think he's just a hardy, hardy horse. Um, and maybe my my pocket fool in my head, because I'm on at 20s, but I, I think he's got a cracky, cracky chance. Um, Sporting John's entered this Saturday in the Ballymore Novice Zernal, so there you go. All right, nice one. I'd, at the minute, I'd, I'd probably just about go for Shishkin. Yeah. But, look, it's, a, it's, it's not... It's not a race I probably will have a bet on until March itself. Yeah, last minute before the race. The Arkle then is the next grade one on the Tuesday, Jim, and key races surrounding that prospect. Uh, that prospect again. I'm, I'm saying words that have no place in <laughs> being where I'm meant to be talking. Allow us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still ring rusty, needing a run. Uh, notebook though. He was promoted to favouritism for this after beating Fakir Dudery and Lorina at Christmas. Cashback has also entered uh, consideration for this. And Melanie's still there as well. He got off the mark by beating Gallant John Joe. Uh, Bapom also won in the period whilst we've been off Global Citizen took the way with Lad. Uh, Jim, your thoughts on the Arkle at this stage? Because I guess the place to start is the... Grade one over at uh, Leopardstown with Notebook and Fakir Dudery. Uh, yeah, Notebook Notebook was given an exceptional ride in what was a great Christmas period for Rachel Blackmore. Um, put Fakir Dudery away, really, kicking for home around the bend. Um, Lauren didn't fire. That was the main story from the race. Heavily punted. Uh, and Fakir just got didn't exactly get the run of the race and he just couldn't reel in notebook um you've got to say notebooks coming under the radar for this, this season and certainly improved a hell of a lot for um fences uh used to run off a rating of 130 uh, in novices hurdles and been given a rating of 150 uh, now, so yeah, a really, really good performance by Notebook. Henry de Bromhead had his horses tuned up perfectly for these this winter festival, and yeah, good performance. Deserve, deserves to be far to one favourite, in my opinion. It's it's another windy, windy year. Seems to be a common occurrence that no one wants to run in the Arkle. I don't know why, um, but the market's got it about right. There's, there's 13 to 2 around of Fakir Dudery. He could be really interested at each way price. Um, but out of them two, Notebook solidly deserves to be favourite and probably will be my second out of them two. You see, I don't know whether, I don't really know where I stand on this as well. Because Summit tells me. The thing is, I, I, I'm struggling to put it into words, but I still kind of like Fakir Dudery. But then you come in, I'm, I'm looking for an excuse as to why he should reverse the form. 
from Leopardstown. And I can't really come up with one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, in my head, that's making me think, well, does that just mean notebook is a more sensible option? Yeah, I, I understand that. And also a bit that's swaying me at this moment in time is the weight difference that there'll be on the actual day between, because Fakir Diddy's a five-year-old and Notebook's a seven-year-old. Um, they have differences in Ireland between, well, I think he's in general, but the amount of weight that they receive from their elders because... I think I think there'll be about three pound difference or four pound probably. Whereas the last couple of times that they faced each other and Fakir Dudu's run, that there's been I think like almost seven, eight, nine pounds between between them. So I think that's a bit of a difference that's swaying in my head as well. Yeah, and and I guess I guess something that some people might kind of cling onto is the fact that Fakir Dudu is is only. Uh, well, he's just gone five, and that maybe there's you know more improvement to come from him. But if you actually look, they're as experienced as each other. Fakir has yeah. done a lot of racing for a horse so young. Yeah. Uh, are there any of the other ones that are bigger price that that you'd like to give a mention to? I said over this period we've seen Cashback and Melon win, but Palm won in the week before the last podcast. I thought Global Citizen as well. The Ben Paul in yard are going better than they were. Uh, or are they all also runs? Um, I, I think cashback's interesting. Um, she, she did it very, very well in that noise. chase at Nace, big zero, ten and done vegan. Um, and Tom made up I pulled up in that. Uh, that was a very, very good performance. Made all, um, jumped very, very well. I was, I was impressed, but I, I want to see. Cashback do that again. Yes, you I do. Think. In better company. Um, yeah, it, she's been a good set of rivals in a beginner's chase, but I want to see her do it at a graded level and see if she can be as competitive because we've seen her running an obvious hurdle behind Notebook and she's been beaten. It's a bloke, Jim. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a. Am I getting her mixed up because they're in the same colours as a horse called. I think it's called French Maid of Willie Mullins. Could be a close brother's horse, that gallant John Joe, Jim. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I, I like that aspect. Um, he's chosen mates run since and ran an absolute shocker. I remember watching that race at Berry Asum. Never put into the race, really. Um, we know what Melon is at Cheltenham. Melon turns into a completely different horse. Um, does he? I think he does. He, he's run all his peak races at Cheltenham, if I'm being honest. But isn't that just because? Well, yeah, I under, yeah. To be fair, his form at Cheltenham is is definitely his form better. The best form he's got. But I'm not particularly sure whether it's a completely different, a completely, whether it's a completely different proposition. Because if you look, he's he's two seconds in the champion hurdle. He's finishing ahead of, you know, two years ago, Mick Jazz, Identity Thief, Elgin. Faheen, who was running over the wrong trip and was too slow at that time, etc. And last season, Silver Streak, Lauren of Adana Blue. It's not like he is suddenly a 
ten pounds better horse at Cheltenham. Yeah, it's mad to think that Mellon's only eight as well. That that absolutely baffles my mind. I feel like Mellon's been around for five, eight years, and I think I still think you can roll Mellon out of this market at this moment in time. Brewing up a storm is interesting, no matter where he goes. I agree. And, and I think sixteen to one, if you can get non-running no bet, I'm sure it'll be half that price. With the uh, bookies about sixteens, but I, I think wherever you're running, you'll run his race. He's a horse that I'm well and truly off the cliff with last season. I I, I thought he had a big novice hurdle in him. Uh, just kept finding one too good for him. And, and this season, he's had two nice warm ups. Um, Ollie Murphy's kept him fresh. He, his horses are running exceptionally well at this moment in time. And I, I still think he's value at 16-1. to one. Yeah, I agree, mate. There's, he's a horse I really like. And if, I guess he's kind of been a bit forgotten about because he's done all his racing this season. Pretty early doors. Yeah. And at, you know, smaller meetings. He's won when, he's won when the yard aren't firing as well. Um, I mean, Murphy's horses weren't running very well at the beginning of the season, but they've now seriously begun to pick up. Um, they've... I just think they want to keep him fresh, if I'm being honest, because he's run well on heavy ground, soft ground before, so I don't see an issue with him running on the ground, so maybe they're just trying to keep him fresh. Um, he's a horse that they've campaigned over further before, but I, I, having seen him run over and being a big campaigner of him running over two mile four, I think the step back to two mile would be perfect for him. And, yeah, I think he's a decent price. Yeah, I agree, Jim. If 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 I was to ask you then at this at this point for your pick for the Arkle, who would you go for? Um, do I be boring or do I be risky? Um, we'll go brewing up a storm. We'll be risky. No point packing, picking favourites, is there? He'd he'd be mine, though. It's a sort of thing similar enough to how I felt about Champ last season. Was that kind of the closer and closer it got to the festival? The more and more you fancy notebook. Yeah, just the, the the thing is because we know notebook was wasn't quite graded quality as a hurdler. It kind of makes you want a graded quality hurdler to also be better than him over fences. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. because no, notebook is probably what so far a twenty five pounds better chaser than he was over hurdles. Yeah. You, you're hoping if if a horse. Maybe not twenty five pounds of fucky doodery. Maybe he was about as good as Notebook and just doing it in, you know, different company. But I think a horse like Brewing Up a Storm was better over yeah. hurdles than Notebook was. Melon, as much as I never think Melon will win, uh, was clearly a better hurdler than Notebook. Global Citizen also was a better hurdler than Notebook. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm hoping someone will show this a similar enough level of improvement that notebook but, has shown this season. Yeah, but but it doesn't but even it doesn't work like that. Dollars, oh behave. Don't bring him a, up. <laughs> was not a very good hurdler. Well he was, he was a one thirty animal, which was he's above average, but he it doesn't get you into it doesn't get you into the county hurdle. No. He flourished um over fences and he improved 20, 30, 25 pounds. Flattered though, his tight his form looked a lot better back then than it you, does now. You just wait when he comes back and he's beating Daffy Desai in the championship. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, 
I will also, at this stage, if I was to have a bet, it would probably be on brewing up a storm at this race, but at this stage, but geez, it's a race again. I'm going to be leaving alone until a little bit closer to the time. We agree. But he's a horse we both like, though. We both liked him last year and we both like him this year. The champion hurdle, Mr. Watson. It still exists. It's not cancelled. <laughs> should it be? No. Why should it be? Because I might win uh, it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because Honeysuckle's going to win the champion hurdle, and all of our listeners are going to be rich due to me. Thank you. Due to <laughs> you, Jesus Christ! The arrogance of the man. Right. We'll talk about. What we've seen over the past month, Epiton is a new favourite, absolutely bolted up in the Christmas hurdle. Pentland Hills is second favourite in some books, uh, despite being about as good as finishing as Benteke. Uh, <laughs> Charger won the Isterbrack hurdle over in Ireland and he's a general eight to one and he's a ridiculously solid horse. Somehow is the same price some somehow is the same price. In fact a bigger price in some books as classical dream who've not looked like a race horse this season. <laughs> I have I've got best odds up here and Charger and Classical Dream are the same price. <laughs> oh William William Hill have Charger a point bigger than Classical Dream. Oh my Oh uh, Fusel Raffles has a bubble burst. He ran in the Christmas hurdle. Not so sleepy, who won a handicap off 127. <laughs> Got the champion hurdle horse treatment and he's also in the he's also in the betting at twenties. Ballyandy won the champion hurdle trial and there's a whole other host of 155 rated types like Kua Sublime, Silver Streak and Petit Mouchoir who also exist. Envoy Allen is, I guess, the lurker, and he's as short as 4-1 to one second favourite in some books. I don't think he'll run here, Jim. What do you make of the champion hurdle? I guess the place to start is with the favourite, Epiton, who really has put up the only wow performance of the division so far this season. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I thought Epiton won the intimate... Intermediate hurdle, first time out this season, very, very well. Um, just a little niggle after a messy jump over the second last, and she soon flew away from the other two, Nicky Henderson runners of French groups, Aidan and Lucy. I thought that was a very, very good performance. Aidan Coleman taught her a lot that day, and I think he, he's helped this horse settle a lot better, um, and he's made the difference in making this horse a serious animal. She then went on to Kempton and absolutely destroyed the field of bang average champion herd losses where you think yeah you should if you're going to be a champion herd loss you should be beating them by this amount of distance uh beat self street by five lengths bally andy who's come out and won this weekend uh being penland hills uh vedana blue well beaten soft grounds done for i think that was a very very good race well a, a very good race for this level and i know it's a grade one and that's a stupid thing to say but i think this is the main form line into this race the, the main question marks about her for me is her ninth in last season's Mayor's Novice Hurdle. The form of that race isn't exactly pulling up trees. And that wasn't like that. her, though. That wasn't her. If, 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 if you were to judge a horse's form by its... Like, 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 we, like I said about a horse showing... 
clear improvement with no apparent reason. You, you, you need to almost take that with a pinch of salt and say, let's do it again. I'd also add that to Epitons from that Cheltenham where she's she's been clearly below her best for no apparent reason. Uh, for me, I'd just take that, take that out of the back of my head. That That's not a worry to me because that was too yeah. bad to be true. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, she deserves to be at the top of the field. We'll move on to Pentland Hills. Um, fifth at Cheltenham. Uh, I think we talked about the international. I can't remember when the last podcast was. Yeah, we did. Solid, we did. That, that was a solid enough run. Came to win the race, blew out and just went backwards from there. Second uh, last weekend at Haydock in the new one, Champion Hurdle Trial, beat on the running by Bally Andy. Um, I think that the fact that Pentland Hills wasn't a very good flat horse is now catching up with him when he's running against the best of, well, not the best, but running against better quality novice, uh, better quality champion hurdle contestants. Contestants? Is it the weakest link? (laughs) That doesn't make sense. That's that's horrendous. But I think he's just catching up with him now. Um, People are are adamant that they're running at Haydock's too long, but I, I don't genuinely. I've been going for the past five years and I haven't got an issue with it. You're an idiot. Um, if, if if anyone thinks that, I'll, I will call you out on it. You are an idiot. Yeah, you, fair you, you know, uh, it, it doesn't lengthen. You, you, you know exactly. If you're having a bet at Haydock, you know it's got a long running. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I've had many of experience where I've been nailed on the line or a horse has come late on and I've come and nabbed it and. It works both ways. If you back, it's just one of them things that happens. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's like backing a horse as a suspect stayer up the hill at Cheltenham and going, oh, yeah, it's too steep. Yeah. I, no, I, this this, I, this I, the, I, the conditions of the race you know before you have a bet. Yeah. Don't back a horse that loses and then blame the track when you know I, the race is at that track. I put my point on Twitter to someone I can't remember, and it was about um, when. When Paisley Park won the Betfair Exchange Hurdle, what used to be the fixed brush, he nabbed it on the running and he just got his head in front. And he, he needed every bit of that running to get his head in front. And it, but no one complained when he beat Shades of Midnight. So why are people complaining now? Um, I, I think Pentland Hills isn't good enough for this division and will more than likely get beat by a long way at Cheltenham and I'm willing to put put my neck on the line I, I really don't fancy Pentland Hills uh, no me neither mate me neither he's a horse I actually quite like last season so do I um, he, he did absolutely nothing wrong last season and he's, he's not particularly uh, done anything wrong either this year no but no. I kind of think he's second favourite by default so do I because people <laughs> are looking for something good like Classical Dream has been quite morbid this year absolutely woeful Compared to his form last season, and he's looked just an awkward racehorse this season. Yeah. I'm also not having, though, I will also not be having the after timing and people saying they should have sent him chasing. Yeah. Look yeah. at this division. Epiton is favourite for the champion hurdle. If Classical Dream was novice chasing, every single person would be saying, why hasn't Willie Mullins training for the champion hurdle? It's easy. Exactly. It's exactly. easy. It's easy to say things 
you know, with hindsight and in different universes, this is a route we'd have all taken with Classical Dream this year. Uh, Completely agree. His slight immaturity seems to have been getting the best of him, though. Uh, hard to have confidence in him at this stage. Sharjah has been a very underappreciated racehorse for two, yeah. for a couple of years now. I backed him last year for the champion hurdle, where the other horse I backed took him out. Uh, <laughs> you had an absolute dream. I remember you just turning around to me at Cheltenham and going, I've backed both of them. <laughs> Over there and Sharjah. Yeah. Bringing in, oh, it, it, and Boover there was my long-term was my long-term fancy as well. After he beat, I backed him before the season started last year, uh, thinking Sam Crow was going to go chasing. So I thought, right, th- th- this is easy for him. And then he beat Sam Crow in the fight in fifth. And I got offered pretty much my, uh, all my, you know, over half my cash out. He went odds on, didn't he? He did. And then Apple's Jade changed route, Lorena changed route, and he ended up going off third favourite. And in and, and in and in and in doing so, you know, violently attacked the other horse I quite liked for it. Sharjah and Saldier, Jim, they're the two for me. Assuming Honeysuckle goes for the easier option. No, she's not. She's gonna go for the champion. She's gonna go for the champion. I'm a hundred percent sure she's going for the champion. Oh, how can you know that though? I, I hope know, she I does just, because she's the best horse know. in it. I just know. Um she's can absolutely chance this field even if she turn, if she turns up and I'm I'm pretty sure she's gonna to go to the Irish champion hurdle, uh run against classical dream. Was Charger entering that? If she beat Charger. Charger is in the Irish champion hurdle. In fact if she beat Charger by seven lengths. Henry de is gonna to have to go to his owners and go, I'm gonna to have to run. Yeah, of course. No choice. And that's what she's exactly gonna do. And I'm oh, I just I just can't wait to see her on in champion hurdle. That's my thing. There's no point trying to beat Benny Dejer because Benny Dejer could even pitch up in this. And no, she won't. I, and I could see her being competitive. She won't, but if she did, she hasn't even got an entry. Yeah, exactly. But, so she can't. She won't pitch up in it. But if she, if she, I think she'd be good enough to win this, Benny Dejer. Oh, I, I, like I've said, I've, I've, I've been banging the drum for a while. Benny Dejer and Honeysuckle are the two best hurdlers. Well, and yeah. join, joining me, Paisley Park is in a completely Park. different well, I division. See, I'd quite like to see Benny Dejer versus Paisley Park, but that will never happen. Um, it's, it's just a windy, windy division. Anyone that thinks Envoy Allen is going to run in this is absolutely delusional. There's a reason why there is novice races, and that's to run novices in them races. And Envoy Allen should run in either the Supreme or the Ballymore and hose up and who cares? Who cares if he could have won the champion hurdle? He's won the Ballymore and he'll can go and win the champion hurdle next season if he's that good. He might not, he'll just go and have his chasing. But why not? You've got loads of options to do. He's only six. Stop stop sending horses to races that have really just oh, I've seen novices in competitive grade one open company can ruin a horse. And what's the point of ruining him? We can he could easily be the best horse for the next four years in training. I agree with you on one point, in that I would like to see Envoy Allen in the Ballymore. That would also be where I'd go. I'm not as opposed to running novices in championship races, especially when they are so weak. 
the, 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 the reason I run Envoy Allen in the, in the Ballymore is because I see him as a long-term three-mile chaser. Yeah. And to aid his yeah. development, I, I think that would be the race to go. Although, look, there is nothing to lose. Nothing to lose by sending him here. Although, I guess we'll probably speak a bit more about him when we talk on the Ballymore. Jim, do you want, is there anything else you want to mention? Uh, it's a sort of race where you could where you could be quite happy just backing horse each way at a big price. I made somewhat of a case for Ballyandy the other day. It was as big as 40s. He's at uh, biggest price available now, 33s, although as short as 13. I, 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 I also... I've got 100 to 1 shot. Is it Monsieur Lecoq? No. Oh. And, I, I, and I, I think the market have slightly forgot. He's been off for a large... Uh, he's not been off. He's been off for a while. Alan King's trained Elgin. Right. 100 to 1. I, I, I think that price is a bit insulting. He's non-run no bet currently. Um... Hundred to one, I think that's a cracking price. Um, he's just worth a couple of pound each way, if I'm being. Well, it was it, it was it was it fifth was, fifth in the twenty eighteen champion. In the champion uh, fourteen lengths behind Boover there in twenty eighteen. That, that's not bad form. He's been running on the flat since. Um, he's bumped into Ghost Watch on his death well on his flat return, and he's. Bumped into a couple everywhere else. He's been, he's won at a short price. I, I, I think, I think that a hundred to one. I, I heard Alan King talking about him at the weekend, and I thought he's sort of forgotten about. And I think a hundred to one is an absolute insult to him, if I'm being honest. And that's classic, classic, player. classic Watson. There trying to use the form of a Wolverhampton maiden <laughs> from two years ago. To make a case for a horse winning the champion hurdle, yeah. uh, there are daft a hundred to one shots, Jim. Although I won't if I if if I am backing him, I'm not backing him because of his third at Wolverhampton, mate. Uh, I say I'm really happy. We're both really happy with our honeysuckle bet. Fingers crossed she comes here because I think she's the best horse in this race. In the well, in the entries, I've got a very good cash out on her, uh, so. I, I, I wish she turns up. I just want her to turn up. She'll it's turn. better for the race if she turns up. It is completely. Because if she uh, doesn't, that makes a mare's hurdle a better race than the champion hurdle. Correct. Correct. And what's the point of having these championship races and having five-day festivals if all these horses are going to jump and shit and run in different races when we'll never find out who's the best? Yeah. Without her, though, I think Charger is a very, very sensible bet. And and I also think Sal, what Saldier's done this season... You know, winning the Morgiana was very, very solid. I'd rather be with both of them than Epiton at the prices. Right, right. Interesting, interesting. I think, don't get me wrong, what she did last time was was very, very impressive. It still... I just think it was a little, it's still a little bit short of what it normally takes to win the champion hurdle. She's going the right way. She's the right favourite. But it might be... You know, Sharjah and Salde are probably a little bit unsexier. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. But it's just, that's that might be the sort of horse that wins that this season. Yeah. We'll move on to the Wednesday, pal. Uh, like we said, we, we were going to brush over the mare's hurdle because we think, well, it's between Benny Didier and Honeysuckle and hopefully Honeysuckle turns up here, which means Benny Didier wins. The Ballymore, though, Jim... 
Is this the banker of the meeting? Envoy Allen. Um, as short as even money. You'd love to think, wouldn't you, really? Um, I think this is a race. I think this is the race for Envoy Allen. Um, it, it makes the most sense, in my opinion. Um, he, he's got a handful of runners. Uh, Gordon Elliott. But if, if he goes for this race... Well, I'm pretty sure he will. He's as short as 11 to 10 now in places for this. Um, there's nothing that can beat him. He is the best novice hurdler in training. Um, what people said about his performance at Nace in the Lawless of Nace Grade 1, he beat Alexia Danny, who won a, a, a decent enough race at Nace previous to that, over a bit further, uh, over, sorry, course and distance. Um, he just ground out. He, he saves enough for himself, doesn't he, Envoy Allen? And he, he just keeps. He doesn't look like him. he's trying. No. Which and, is ridiculous. It, that's not an attitude thing. That's just like. He doesn't you know. need to. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's just that good. Um, I, I, I just think he wins. It's simple as that. Um, there's some place he's going five to four. That's. Most certainly, Justin. That's that's based on the fact: does he go for this race or does he not? Um, but Gordon Elliott's got a nice handful of horses who could run in this. You, you look at Easy Work; um, he's won at Limerick last time, beating unexpected, unexpected by by a fair amount of distance, twenty-two lengths. That's that's good enough form for me. Discarama was inferred as well. That that to me. That to me is is the uh, the crucial crucial bit of information to that form. Because Discarama Discarama has been running, Discarama has been running well this year. Yeah. Well, and uh, and his his last run over hurdles, well, not his last run over hurdles, but his penultimate run over hurdles, he was second in the Martin Pipe. Yeah. So you've got you've got a horse there who's beaten, Easy Works beating a horse who was runner up in the Martin Pipe, you know, only two years ago. Forty nine lengths, and Discarama yeah. doesn't seem any worse a racehorse nowadays yeah, than he was two uh, years ago. Although Discarama's run over an inadequate trip, um, you've still got to beat Discarama, who was ridden aggressively, and I, I, I just think that that was a really good performance. Absolutely brushed aside the whole field, and ten to one around easy work. If you're looking to have a play, personally, I want, I want touch this race at this moment in time uh, I, I'm on King Roland at a bigger price about 33 for this race um, he's a horse Harry, Harry Fry holds in high regard uh, he beat Thunderstruck at Exeter I, I didn't, you couldn't see that race at all over Christmas I think New Year's Day um, it was very foggy I think Exeter and you couldn't see an absolute thing and he just appeared 19 lengths in front, beating a nice, uh, beating Emma Lavelle's. I thought that was a good performance. And previous to that, he beat some of, son of, uh, he got beat by son of Gamma, Sorry, at Newbury in a nice uh, novice hurdle. Uh, I thought that was a good performance as well. Third, I think he's still a decent price at 20s. I think two mile four would be better than two mile or three mile for him. And I, I quite like to see him pitch up in this. I think he's a decent each way price. Yeah, that that win at Exeter was one of the performances that took place in the month since the last podcast. Obviously, Envoy Allen 
won the grade one at Nace. Easy work, like you said, hacked up at Limerick. Time Hill won the Chalo, the big breakaway. Won the day or two before our last podcast at Newbury. Uh, Asterian for long as well. Won over in Ireland, a nice horse in the melon colours. Uh, it, there's a lot of really, really likeable likeable young hurdlers in this. I'd be all over easy work if it wasn't for the favourite. Yeah. yeah, I would. If it was any other year, I'd be... Because I, I think easy work is quality. I really do. He was so impressive at Limerick, and I think he's a quicker horse than Time Hill or the Big Breakaway, who I see more as three milers. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I guess at the prices, easy work each way, is still as big as tens, is a sensible enough bet. Yeah. But look, you can see Envoy Allen going off ridiculously short. Yeah, and he, he's more than likely going to absolutely hack up in this. Um, I don't think he's going to be as easy as people are making out, though. He's even. Do you think? No, well, say so Bet365 have him 11 to 10, and then Time Hill 7, Easy Work 10. I don't think there's as big a disparity, especially between Easy Work and yeah. Envoy Allen, than that market suggests there is. Easy work could easily be the play at the prices at this moment. I'm the biggest ten. Andy, Andy Dufresne's in the betting. I ran a poll on Twitter about where you'd send him. I think the Supreme won that. I'd also prefer to see him in the Supreme. And Shantry House, another one in uh, the JP colours. He he won at uh, Cheltenham on the uh, International Hurdle Day. God, I called it the International. Even I don't like that name. Uh, he beat Stolen Silver. They're all types who, you Quite know... Quite since Stolen Silver. Yeah, who've been slashed in the betting. But, Jim, is this a case simply of Envoy Allen wins? Envoy Allen wins and King Rowland's the play each way. Fair enough. I like Envoy Allen, though. If it wasn't for him, I'd be all over easy work. But I do think Envoy Allen wins this race. We'll move on to the RSA. In the period we've been off, we've seen a battle over Doyen, win a grade one at the Leopardstown Christmas meeting. Manella Indo's got, uh, broke his maiden over fences at the weekend. Champ would have won the Dipper, uh, if not for departing late on. And Slate House beat Black Op to win the Corto Star. Carefully selected as well. Has won in the meantime. Looks like the national hunt chase might be the plan for him. Uh, Jim, what's you... Fahim the machine? Fahim the machine won't run here, surely. JLT, we've, we've got to give him a mention. Uh, that's that's got to be the highlight of the whole winter period. Seeing Fahim the machine beating Sam Crow. It's I'm not when you've got was... anti post money on Sam Crow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that was my highlight. Oh, it was great, it was great to see. Um, I, I used thought to, Sam Crow was just going to breeze alongside him and pass him, but he, he dug deep. Oh, great. Let's just rattle through these, Jim. Uh, a couple of, you know, 30 seconds or so on each of them. Your makings of Champ, the favourite at the minute. Um, it, it was going to be a good enough performance. His jumping was a bit questionable. I'm still not in this camp that he's, he's as good as people are making out to be. Um, he's good. But 
he's not as good as people make out. I, 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 he's, he's good. He's, he's good. I can pick holes in champs jumping and the way he travels. Still think he's got a few tendencies to be a bit of a monkey, but good, solid. That's more positive than I thought he was going to be, considering yeah. you called him a fraud on Twitter. <laughs> I only did it for a few bites to see what would happen. Uh, everyone obliged in party. Uh, I think I still think he wins, <laughs> and yeah. he's, still, he's still the novice chase. That's impressed me most. He has still managed to look so good without still not really looking like he knows what he's doing, and I think it will click because it's not. Uh, it's been noviciness. I I I think Henderson will, will iron it out of him. I'm conf. I, no. I, I think he wins the I'm, RSA, Jim. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. You like Milan at Manella Rindo? A massive, massive fan of Manella Rindo. I'm just so much under the radar in my opinion because all the talks about champ. Um, Is it his second favourite, Jim? It's not like you've picked out an hundred to one shot, pal. No, but everyone's got champ blinkers on. I swear, everyone. Everyone fancies champ. I, I think it's the opposite, though, mate. I think everyone. Do you think? Every, I think everyone thinks similar to you and thinks that champ can't jump. Uh, that he's just a, a horse with a bit of an engine and and no brain. Uh, <laughs> you know. I, I I just think that Manila, Manila Indo is even still value each way at seven to one. Manila Indo's going to run in this race, no matter what. He's a three-mile staying chaser through and through. Um, he had great novice hurdle form last season. He won the Albert Bartlett beating Commander of Fleet. He beat Alaho at Punchestown even better. And then he went novice chasing in November. Got beat by Lauren over an inadequate distance. Uh, wasn't quick enough. That form's taken a knock since. Hey ho! Look at it positive. Lauren was. came back injured. Doesn't matter. It discounts exactly. her run at Christmas. Exactly. She's there. Uh, he's then come. Gone for a beginner's chase at Navin over three miles. Um, jumped absolutely sublime. Cracking jumps. I, I can't pick any anything in it. Um, and one staying on at the end. Probably could have beaten by a bit further if they wanted. I don't even think Manila Window was revved up that much for that race. I'd say he were about 75% fit. And... He just wins. He just wins the RSA. I've been in this camp for a while now. He he last season he's the cliche chaser in the making, and he was still winning. And he he's gone under the radar. And because he won the at Cheltenham at a big price, people are still underestimating seven to one. He should be the same price as Champ, in my opinion, and a cracking price seven to one. Oh oh, uh, you know he's as big as seven to one. Yeah. Seven to one around about him. Fair enough, mate. I I would agree with you. That, that is far fair, too fair big. Body power seven to one. That is far too big. That is far, far too, too big. He's as short as fives, but as big as sevens. What do you make of battle over Doyen and Slate House quickly? Uh, good. Because they're the two Grade One winners. Good. <laughs> is that being a bit harsh? Battle over Doyen. He's been a bit of a hype horse. Would you say? Don Pauly 2.0. Yeah, I, I think he's slow. I just think he's slow. Um, good. Slate House improved a lot for offence this season. He's matured and grown into himself. Um, his performance at Christmas, he was good. Um, just just good. 
he's he's beat a, a decent enough field. I would have, I would have liked to see Master Tommy Tucker stay on his feet, uh, but he sadly didn't. And I, I think that they're Grade One winners in name and will have to improve a bit more to be competing with the top two in the market. I agree with you completely there, mate. Is it, I mean, we're still in the same camps that we've been in from the start of the season. And I can't see either of us leaving them before Cheltenham. So it'll be a good laugh, RSA day. Yeah. Be- uh, what, what, is it the Wednesday? It is. Oh, I could be crying by Thursday. Christ. Um, only Suckles just won the mare's hurdle and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Manella Indoor's been beaten in the RSA. Um, could be devastating. Just a quick mention to carefully selected. Um, there's been a lot of talk of him going for the national chase. He beat City High Island in a grade three of Punchestown very, very well. I think three miles, it'll be right up his street. He won over two mile four that day. I, I think the RSA would be the right route to go for him. It's just depending on what Willie Mullins' other horses. He's got Aloha in there, who's finished second uh, over this period as well. Um, I, I think he's a He's a very, very good horse, carefully selected, and he's on the improve, very, very lightly raced. Yeah, I agree, and I'd also prefer to see him here, because I think he'd be more of a threat than Battle Over Doyle, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I will give a quick mention to, though, before we move on, to the horse who Battle Over Doyle beat at uh, Leopardstown, which is Champagne Classic. I know he's still technically a novice. He's experienced enough. Please let him get have an entry in the Grand National because he'd be my yeah. Grand National horse this season, if they yeah. go for it. Yeah. Uh, the Champion Chase, Jim. It might be the race of the meeting, mate. We it saw, could be if they all turn up. We saw Defi de Soy on Saturday become favourite with a mightily impressive performance in the Clarence House. Uh, we don't know... Now, was it a mighty performance in the Clarence House? Visually, yes. Because I can pick, pick, pick and pick at this form. Well... I'll 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 let you fly on to that in a bit. Chacampour Soir, the favourite for this race before Christmas, was beaten by Aplu Tard at uh, at Leopardstown. And Bundoran got a well deserved grave to uh winning the Desert Orchid, all but confirming that everything else in behind him isn't good enough to win this. So sorry to Duke de Geneva and Sol Royale. Uh, your chances being and gone, lads. Uh, what do we make of this, Jim? Three horse race, four horse race, five horse race. Silos Emery's also, a, you know, he exists. Five uh, horse race. Um, if our blue tar turns up, I read somewhere on Twitter today that Henry de Bromhead's aim is for the Ryan Air. Um, that's also where I'd go. Uh, I'd, um, I'd, I'd really want to see him running this race because I want to know where he stands against them, but I wouldn't. I won't be annoyed if they don't turn up and they go for the Ryanair because I think that's more winnable for him. Do you think um, he's a likely winner of this than Jacques and Poissois? Yes. Do you? Yeah. Elaborate. Um, what Aplute, uh, I know Aplute had fitness on his side last time when beating Jacques and Poissois. Um, but... I, I just wasn't taken with how Chacon Porto travelled throughout the race, jumped. There was just something about him that didn't fill me with enthusiasm. And that Plutar was going away again at the finish. Uh, I think that stamina could kick in and be quite useful in this race. I, 
I, I think if Altior and Aplu Targo for this, there won't be that much between them. I think they, I think that they want a more stamina ridden two miles rather than Chacompos and Defi de Soy, even though they've both run over further before. Um, well, I'll move to the Clarence House. Defi de Soy beat uh, Soy fairly decisively in the end. And Mick Fitzgerald did an excellent piece of analysis on comparing it to the handicap chase. And I know it was a handicap chase, but Paul Townsend, Townend, I'm not one. In fact, I am one to slag off a jockey. He didn't go. You really are. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say I'm not, but I, I really am. I, I love to slag off a jockey. And I am probably the worst built person to criticise a jockey ever because there's absolutely no chance you see me riding the horse. Um, That's what they should do, Jim. Instead of instead of jumping fences, the next time they slag a jockey off, they should they should jump you. Yeah, and it'd be as it should it'd be as big a test. To be fair, it'd probably be more difficult to try and get me to jump a fence. I stood up against one at Weatherby when I went for my birthday. Jesus, they're, they're bigger than you think. Um, I, I think that Deffy Desai was given an easy race. And it was made to look more impressive than what it is. And the market acted quite dramatically. He's two to one favourite for this race now. And I'm, I'm going to say he's not going to win this. He's not going to win the championships. Who does then, Paul? Um, I, I still think there's a lot of unlocked potential in Cios Emery. Um, only an eight-year-old. Had very few runs. Over fences, one run last season, and I think he would have won the Arkle if he were running it last season. Um, yeah, he so beat Bobby O'Sheen at Cork very, very impressively. He beat Onura at Nays previous to that. I think he's just a very, very good horse over a fence. He was beaten in the Ryanair hurdle at Leopardstown over hurdles. He beat Mellon over hurdles in a novice uh, in a novice race. He he finished behind. Apple's Jade in the Hatton's Grace, that was the peak. Uh, Apple's Jade's. I, I, I think he's still improving. He's lightly raced. He's eight year old. He's 10 to 1. I think that's cr- absolutely cracking value. Altior, who knows what's going on with Altior at this moment in time? We don't know what's going to happen with him. Just wait, just wait, Jim. Just wait till you see him make his reappearance at a Unibet Cheltenham preview. He'll be on the panel. <laughs> That's what they're saving him for. Oh, Christ. Um, I, I think... I'm, I'm just against Deffy Desai. <laughs> and, that, and that's... That, to me, is manic. You're the only man on... You must be the only man on the planet who's seen, who's seen what he's done on Saturday and thought, nah, I think he's win. less likely to win. I, I think that... I don't, know, I don't even know what I'm thinking, really. But I don't I, I don't fancy him that much for this. I, it's because he beat Austin Translation and he's still jealous. I still hold a grudge against him and we've still got to talk about the Gold Cup. So we could be crying. We could genuinely be crying by the end of this podcast. My boxing day was horrendous. Oh, I, I had people message you. People message me saying, where's, where's the podcast gone? I said, oh, it's, it, I said, if Austin Translation didn't win the King George, it would have gone forever. Gone forever. We cancelled it. 
Count yourself lucky that, that we've still got a podcast because it's took me a month to get over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Uh, I like Alt. I, I look, I've backed Altior. Uh, you love Altior. He's your flagship horse. Yeah. I've lost some translation. You have Altior. And I think I, I still can see him winning the race. Yeah, so can I. But, so can I. But, Jim, this is the first time I've been scared. And I. It is now in terms of I hope Altior will win the race, as opposed to I think Altior will win the race. I think Defi de Soy is the right favourite. Right. So we're completely against what I've seen. Yeah, I do. It was so tidy. In fact, he's just been so tidy since the dipper. He's not done a thing wrong. <laughs> he's not done a thing wrong, but I still find a way to pick at him. Um... You can see Shaq coming on for that run. So can I, I think I think this will be the first race that Defy Desai runs in that will be that will be his biggest task and I don't like the fact that that will be his biggest task he will have run against I, I would I, I quite like I think Alplutar you could say the same for the rest of the field other than Altior but I don't know what am I talking about I'm talking rubbish yeah you're absolute rubbish waffling I'm just I just don't fancy Defi Desai. <laughs> End of. That's but, enough. That's enough. Yeah, a ten, a ten minute discussion from Watson about how he doesn't like Defi Desai. Uh, <laughs> and a grand total of zero actual points made by the man. Shaq and Paul does he does he go back into favouritism if he beats Aplutar at uh, the Dublin Racing Festival? No, because he won't beat Aplutar. Oh, but, but you don't know that. <laughs> I'm trying to predict the market. Wait, I think Defi Desai. I think Defi Desai goes off favourite for the champion chase now, no matter what happens I between think now Altior and March. I'll end up going off a ridiculous price. I mean, you should never underestimate Altior. Never, because yeah. I've done it plenty of times, and look what's happened. Egg on my face. And the only time I've probably backed Altior or been strongly fancying Altior was last time out. And he got beat. <laughs> so, maybe I should uh, stay away from Altio. Not really. We'll move on to the Marsh Novices Chase. It's got a new name, the Golden Miller. This really, really... A traditionally not. slight meal, call it. Well, I'll say traditionalist. It's only existed for about 10 years, hasn't it? <laughs> but I do love a registered name. And Faheen is favourite for a grade one at the Cheltenham Festival. Good lad. Gen- short as five to one. I, I I guess the only thing that matters here to me here, Jim, with his victory at Limerick, is whether Fakir do the reruns or not. Yeah. Because it's all, it's all about him. I was just chucking horses into the marsh at uh, JLT at the beginning of the season. It looks like it's going to end. It looks like it's going to end up being weaker than we first it's thought. Absolutely cut up like mad. <laughs> Well, reserve tank can't jump. Sam Crow's last last time out. He's going to run in a handicap at Charles Weekend. Blew up. He's not. <laughs> for Kiedudere, potentially would be the biggest danger for Fahin, but he might not come here. Mister Fisher was quite good at Cheltenham, but I don't think that performance was at the level that it usually takes to win or JLT. I like Black Op. Yeah. And if I was to take Faheen on at this point, it would be with him. 
uh, though I'm not sure whether he's, he'd be vulnerable to something a little bit quicker. He's a sort of horse who I think a, is somewhat in the never zone between three miler and two and a half miler. He's he's very good at them both, but I think yeah. his absolute optimum trip comes somewhere in the middle, and that a distance only really exists at Sandown at the end of the season, and no one really cares about winning that. Uh, so is he, does Fahin win this? Uh, it's logical. He's um, he's currently the horse with the best form. However, a, a, a horse that you, you, you're probably going to have to take the neck out and shout at me a lot, who I'm going to tip up at a decent price in this. Master Tommy Tucker. I think he's Paul Nichols' two-mile for a horse. I think he's full of speed. Um... He jumped very well until falling in the Corto Star Grade 1 last time out. And I think that he's, his optimum trip is 2 mile 4. I think he's full, absolutely full of speed. Uh, ball along in front. It'll help him to stay 3 miles. It, that won't be an issue. I don't think he's slow. Uh, and I think that there's still a lot of unlocked potential with him to go. And I, I think he's a decent better 20 to 1. Jumps well. Unexposed. Paul Nichols has got other runners who are running other races. At, uh, I think his other Danny Wisbang will go for the RSA. Uh, he's got other runners who will go for different races. Uh, and I think Master Tommy Tucker could be his JLT horse. You know what, mate? You've said much dafter things. He's a horse I also like. I have a lot of time for Master Tommy Tucker, and I always have done. Um, he's nine year old, likely race. Come from the point to point scene. I think he's... Is he nine? He's nine year old, yeah. Um, he must have had so many problems. I know, I know. And if they can get him to Cheltenham fit, I think he was in the process. He could have won that race on um, Boxing Day and I was purely cheering him not to just because the fact I backed him for the JLT. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as soon as I thought, right, that'll do, you've done enough, he then decided to... Peck and fall on Landy. Um, look, at, as far as I've read, he's okay, which is a big, big positive. Um, and hopefully, he'll go for this. It's a, it's a windy, windy year. Um, you, you could see some of the three milers even trying their hand and dropping back in trip, couldn't you? Um, <laughs> like you could see Alaho. He ran over. Um, Alaho doesn't win this. He's not quick enough. He's, he, he got beat by Easy Game over two mile five. Easy Game's a quite big, fairly big price for this. Um, he could be of interest. Um, I'd, I'd look for something at a big, big price. Just, just th- there could be things to be made in this race because there's there's decent enough horses that are big prices for this, and you could see him maybe like. <laughs> Fanny and Destrival, would that be a stupid? Yes. That'd be a stupid. Yeah, alright, I'll shut up about that. But I think Dassel Drasher, he's a solid enough horse. He will run his race if he turns up. I know he's not a grade one horse, but playing my... I'm saying, even though, you know what, I'm Jim, I like Dassel Drasher and I understand completely what you mean, but it's a race that might be worth looking. You know, 
looking for something at a bigger price. But Fahim's as big as eight to one, and he's a favourite. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. that's still value given he clearly has the best form of those going yeah. going just, going into the I just can't see Fahim winning a grade one novice chase at Cheltenham at the age of twelve. It's just it slightly blows my mind. I'd love to see it. Absolutely love to see it, but I just can't see it happening personally. Apart from the entry hurdle he was banging form last season. Yeah he was. Yeah he was. In fact out yeah. of all those out of all of those in the actual betting for this, you could make a case for him having shown the best hurdle song last year. Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, but at this moment in time, my selection for this race is Master Tommy Tucker. I am, at the minute, I'd, I'd, I'd say Fahin's. Well, for me, it'd be a toss up between Fahin and Black Op. I'd probably actually be slightly more keen on Fahin. Uh, I do have anti post money on Sam Crow, though. So if he somehow. If, if he becomes. Superman. A racehorse again. Look, he wasn't all... He travelled all right. It's just... It was exactly like he did last Christmas. Where he's... Where where he's travelled through and then... You know, just fallen in a hole. Which is a trait I really don't like in a horse. But I guess the money's already down for me if... If he does return to form. Uh, The Ryanair gym. In the meantime, like we said, with Aplutar, we've seen him win uh, the Grade One at Leopardstown. Frodon won the Sylvaniaco Conti. Riders on the Storm is as short as eight to one for winning the Graduation Chase at Ascot. Real Steel beat Fahin, uh, beat Fahin, beat Footpad. Sorry, at the weekend. Uh, the Ryanair is always a hard race to assess because it's no one's uh, no one's real first plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've you've always had this issue with the Ryanair. You've always been a big one to slag it off. No, I've not. I've not. I I think it's a great race. I think it completely merits his place in the calendar. I I I think given the size and scope. Uh, of the pool of chasers, I think it's a necessary race to have, and I don't think it's it, it's a, to the detriment of the festival. However, in some books, Deffie Desoy's five to two favourite when he's just very unlikely to run in it. That's the problem with analysing it from an anti-post point of view. Although I guess you have a look, Aplutar's likely to turn up here. Minis, Frodon will. Riders on the Storm's likely to turn up here. So's Real Steel. I guess foot paddies again, because they're not going to go for the gold cup with him. No. So, assuming Defi Desai runs in the champion chase, what do you make of it? Um, I, I, quite, I quite like it. I'd rather. Say, I think Defi Desai should go for this race. Um, if I'm being honest, um, there's a few horses in this that are bringing. Good, good farming. Just good, good is the only way to put it. Um, Frodon won very well. Well, won well enough last time. It's mental to think that Frodon's only eight. Do you not think that? Started out very young, didn't he? Running the triumph. Yeah, um, I, I think that was. I think Frodon's performance was good. Once again, there's a lot of there's a lot of just good performance. Aplutar should probably go for this. Um, we saw that. I've never. I, 
we saw how difficult it was to finish last season at Cheltenham up that hill in that in them sticky sticky conditions and he absolutely bolted up in the Close Brothers and I, I've never seen a horse move away that we saw a horse get stuck in the mud and he bolted away over two mile four I I, admit, uh, I, I was very keen on him wasn't I he was probably that he was your one of your fan, main fancies for the festival and he absolutely bought that. and to think that we were stood watching the Close Brothers and I was very strong on Riders on a Storm on the Storm and you were very strong on Appalooza Bad Riders on the Storm departed after the third to think that the Close Brothers would be bringing in Ryanair form from that race absolutely bamboozled me but um, he shouldn't have done because I, I said in fact I said you said at the time as, as soon, I said as soon as well, I said before the Arkle, the best ho- the best novice running today isn't in the Arkle. Yeah. That's how good I thought Apple Tar was. Uh, and I think he's improved again this year. I wasn't I wasn't mad convinced by him over two miles, but yeah. look, he's done he's he's done what he's done to beat Shakun Porsoir, which is impossible to knock. And the step back up in trip should play to his strengths. I thought he was a future free miler. They tried it at uh, Punchestown. Maybe too early for him at this stage. Because yeah. he's still a young horse. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd be keen on him, mate. I'd be keen yeah. on him. Though, again, are, are, we, are we in danger of dis, you know, going for the young up-and-comer rather than Min, who really would have won a hell of a lot more and if he wasn't for too Yeah, long. exactly. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Um, good, solid type. Um, proper grade one horse. Proper, proper solid. He's winning the Melling um, Chase last season was arguably more impressive than anything Altior actually did. Yeah, you could you could say that. Um, very, very good performance. Um, but, yeah, just, just a, f- a funny sort of race and I'll probably play late on more closer to the race when I see the final entries um, because who knows what's, who's going to run where at this moment in time but a lot of good form from Christmas tied into this oh, I'd be with Min mate Min, Min yeah. at the minute yeah I think Frodon look this race plays to Frodon's strengths but at the minute Minnie's just a he <laughs> was good in the John Durkin uh, proper proper grade one horse Uh, we will move on to the final grade one of the Thursday, and that is the Stayers Hurdle, Jim. What we've seen over this period, Apples Jade won the grade one Christmas Hurdle at Leopardstown. Uh, the World's End took the long walk, which didn't end up really matter. It uh, shouldn't really matter. We know the World's End isn't as good as Paisley Park. And City Island's going to come back uh, to hurdles. It was announced earlier today. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, and have a tilt at this. Much point in discussing it though, Jim. I mean, will Apple's Jade even turn up at Cheltenham? I, I don't like City Island and the World's End as nice. <laughs> and, the world, and as good as the World's End was at Ascot. He's not good enough to be. He's Paisley Park's inferior. Uh, it'll be interesting this weekend to see how far the If the Cat Fits finishes behind Paisley Park. Um, 
you, you'd be hoping to play... If, if you fancied if the cap hits to beat Paisley Park, which a lot of people will be in that small minority, um, you'd be better off playing him now for this race. Because if he runs, say, half a length, length behind Paisley, uh, he will be half of 7-1 to one at this moment in time. And uh, Paisley Park wins this division. We all know. I'm excited to see him back. He was with John, wasn't he, uh, on the run-up. So... Yeah. I've not mentioned Somerville Boy as well who won the Rail Keel and yeah. and he's uh, going to have a crack at this it's, it's just meh isn't it meh uh, well you, you, look you could, that was Somerville's, Somerville Boy's best performance since he won the Supreme but again it's a, it's kind of a bit of a mishmash of apart from the top two in the betting it's kind of a bit of a mishmash of horses who either are unlikely to run here I, Benny Dejer, Lorena, you know, champ, for some reason, and horses who are hit running here because things haven't gone well for him this year. City Island and Somerville Boy would be running other races if things, if things had gone to plan. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Um, Paisley Park, some, who's still offering five to four Paisley Park? 11 to 8 on Betfair, 5 to 4, Paddy Power and Uni Bet. Just take it, take it, because he'll win at the weekend, there'll be odds on. Absolutely. Your shout early on in the season, completely agreed with you. Didn't have any money on personally, uh, but 7 to 2 was a cracking price. If he was trained by anyone else, he would be a shorter price, and I still think there's value in 5 to 4, because he's a winner, and get him in your doubles and trebles and multiples, because. I, th- I think he's great value. Right, Jim, you've got 15 minutes to run through the Friday. Yeah, sounds. Triumphal, Aspire Tower. Won the, uh, is it the Knight Frank, they call it? Yeah. The Grade 2 at Leopardstown. All Mankind won the finale. Goshen won at Ascot at the weekend. The Bookies pretty much have them all within a point or so of each other. Uh Who's, who do you like most out of the three? Out of them three? Um, I'd probably be with Aspire Tower at this moment in time. Um, it's like three good fruit kicks. Um, all mankind. I, I, I don't... I, I genuinely... I don't have a strong opinion between them three. It's, it's a slight edge towards... Um, by a tower, if I'm being honest, he is the is he the market firm? That surprised me. I haven't really looked at the giant field this season. Um, well, yeah, you, you Aspire Tower is generally a point or half a point shorter of Gosh than Goshen and All Mankind, although some books have All Mankind. Pull you up on the pronunciation of that horse because I think it's named after a place where I near where I live called Goshen. Is it? Yeah, because I, I played a football team, there's football pitches there, and I used to be Goshen. It's just outside Bury. And it, it's like a region of it, if you get what I mean. And growing up and I've always known it as Goshen. And this has been my little pet hate, if I'm being honest. It's Goshen, not Goshen. Well I've just Googled it, Jim. Yeah. Uh the land of Goshen is named in the Bible 
as the place in Egypt given to the Hebrews by the Pharaoh of Joseph and the land from which they later left Egypt at the time of the Exodus. It was located in the eastern delta of the Nile, Lower Egypt. So, uh, yeah, Greater Manchester. Well. Uh... It's also a city in Indiana. But there's also one in Ohio, in New York, in Connecticut, in California, in Virginia. There's loads of them, Jim. Well, I've been brought up to call it Goshen, so this is my little pet here. He's called Goshen. Um, people were questioning his jumping. Uh, he, he jumps out. Yeah, he does. But he's still got a serious engine under there to keep jumping out. Of. And uh, I, I think he's he's an unknown horse. Uh, there's a lot of untapped potential. Whereas you sort of know with all mankind where you are now. I think because Goshen hasn't run against anything because. I mean, he's run against decent horses, but he's not run against the same quality as all mankind. That there's still a lot more to find out from him. I really like all mankind. You're a massive fan of him ever since his debut at Warwick. Um, yeah, that, I, I think people slated him. Uh, slated him because of his head carriage and how free going he is, and thought he was a bit. Look, he's not uh, like you said. Perfect, like you've called him. But that's the thing, Jim. He keeps on when he's asked a question. It's not ungenuineness. It's un it's unorthodox. But it's not to his detriment. You know, his style of running isn't causing him to perform worse than he would do if he was more traditional. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, he's obviously a horse that takes a lot of minding. The skeletons are going to put him away till Cheltenham. And I guess the form line f- through Cerberus... And the wave of the sea has a spire tower further ahead than him. Yeah, yeah. You do, don't you? Yeah. Um, it's a tight one, three, mate. I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to it, because there could be an absolute pace meltdown in this race, and someone could pick up the pieces later on. It's looking like a really good triumph at this stage. Yeah, but we, we could, we, most of the time we say this every year, and it's always slightly disappointing. No, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it is. I don't think we do say that. All the time, Jim. I think this. I think this looks stronger than normal. This is the best crop. I think it looks like we we know, Aspire Tower and All Mankind were both what high eighties on the flat. Yeah. Goshen wasn't, but he won a, a few in a row, didn't he? Like he was, he was progressing. Wasn't yeah, he was working up from the class fives into the class fours and still winning them. Yeah. So we all know this. This is a reasonable, you know, these were a reasonable group of horses on the flat. Not yeah. top class, but above average. Yeah, and I'll keep banging the drum of uh, JP McManus is the Olympian in this at 33s. I think he's... I can't wait to see him jump a hurdle because he's a big, leggy two-year-old and we've not seen him since then. He's obviously either had his issues or been kept away. And I think 33-1, to 1, if you can get no run, no bet, go for it because I, I, I think he'll... I think he's a serious animal, but it's just when he runs and what he's doing, to be honest. Uh, Goshen Spice is the 12th of 17 Indian restaurants in Bury, according to TripAdvisor. <laughs> is Goshen called... Is, it, is there actually a restaurant called Goshen? I, was, I, I played many games of football on Goshen football pitches. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll bring Grandad on the podcast if you want to try and prove up. Goshen is a, is a real thing near me. 
Uh, Berry used to train on Goshen before all the money meltdown and uh, what's it called? Before they trained at Carrington, they trained on Goshen. So there you go. Yeah, they they do these 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 five reviews of Goshen Spice. Four of them are five star, and the next one, uh, the other one just says in capital letters, "Not for me." So, uh, well done to just like Chidswell running a farm shop. Well done to Goshen for running a, a sports centre. Yeah, a sports centre and Curry Place in Berry. What a multi-talented racehorse he is. Uh, well, the next race we'll touch on on the Friday is the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle. The potato race in the past month we've seen Time Hill, like we mentioned earlier, win the Chalo. Monkfish won at the weekend. He's now into second favourite. And Fury Road as well won. Is it, is it a grade one Fury Road one at Leopardstown over the Christmas period? Um, uh, it's grade, grade two. two. Grade, two. grade two. I thought so. Uh, three good performances there, Jim. And it, again, it looks like it might be stacking up to be quite a decent renewal. Yeah, the Albert Bartlett we've seen in recent years has been very, very good form, I think. Um, and I think this year is going to be the highest crop of them as well. Um, Time Hill, obvious bumper form was very, very good. Um, third to Envoy Allen in last year's champion bumper and has done absolutely nothing wrong since. Uh, he's beat Fiddler on the Roof, who's a supreme fancy. Champagne well in a Cheltenham. Uh, Ballymore trial grade two and he's progressed grade two grade twos and a grade one win over hurdles and do you uh, do you have a question about his stamina or is that just personally me time hill yeah I think he looks like a three miler mate do you it think won't worry me because worry I, me. there's a lot of people saying he looks like a three miler but he's still got to answer that question I, I, I'd still quite like to prove him he deserves to be at the top of this market with a grade one win last time in the cello. That was a good performance beating the casual man. But was that form really as that good is another question. Uh, I don't think he had to be at his best. No. I don't think he had to be at his best. But, but the, the, cash, the casual man is probably going to be a... Well, I think he's one four eight now over hurdles. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That already puts... You know, that already puts... Uh, time Hill in a you know what one say low 150s category that's normally enough to run into the first five in an Albert Bartlett yeah yeah understandable oh, really? um, it's just the fact that's worrying me is it'll be his first time over three miles that's the only thing that that's put a question mark with me um, I think five to one he deserves to be favourite but at that price I won't be backing him if I'm being honest I like Monkfish mate yeah you were you were yeah. really impressed. Your reaction on Twitter was in, just pure impressed by his uh, novice hurdle win at Thurlers. Yeah, he's, I, I think he looks a proper horse. Not really being tested since he stepped him up to proper staying trips. I know he was beaten beaten at Fairy House on the, uh, on his first start over hurdles, but since 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 they've gone for longer distances with him two seven two six. He's, he's just found things so easy, and that was a good race at the weekend. I know festival decks may maybe not uh, 
an out and out stayer at this stage. But you know, him Land Rover bumper winner, Vital was was you know, has been placed in good races, including I guess the form line links really closely with Fury Road. And look, I don't Fury Road would have beaten Vital further. Uh than the actual distance on paper suggests he did. Uh, in fact, it, it was a better win than than uh, than the basic form shows because Fury Road was coming away kind of under hands and heels, and then made a bollocks of the last. Yeah, and then kind of just had to be shaken up to get the job done. Uh, so I, w- I wouldn't take the form line of you know Fury Road of him finishing. You know, a length and three quarters ahead of Vitaloir and Monkfish doing it by twenty-three. That's that's not a out and out fair reflection. But he's just he's hacked up, yeah. hacked up both times. Uh, and we've added Fury Road into that as well because he's another horse who really deserves all the plaudits he's got so far this season. He's not going to go off. As short a price as he was to win the uh, Grade Two when he beat Glamorgan Duke, what that twenty-five to one on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, back at Navan in November, but again, to me, it looks an out and out stale. Uh, I've only just found out that Monkfish and Fury Road have raced against each other in a point-to-point. <laughs> Who won? Uh, Monkfish. Did it? I... For five length. Yeah, I'd say so. Both both decent bumper horses last season as well. Yeah. Fury Road finished uh, in that good third, in that good little forerunner event at Punchestown. We had six shooter and the big getaway. Monkfish got beat by Longhouse Poet on his last bumper start, which isn't uh, bad form. And he'd be one at a big price, I'd bear in mind. I think he looks like a horse who would like, who would appreciate three miles. I'm just having a look at him where he's in the. Betting Longhouse Poet. He's about 25 to 1, I've got here, best odds. That's not daft. That's not daft, I think. I, I could see I could see him potentially running well if I was to have a look at one at a bigger price. You quite like latest exhibition, don't you, even though he's, we've not, we didn't see him out over Christmas. No, I, I was just impressed in how he beat Andy Dufresne last time out. Um, I think he... Stamina... Will be more for him. I think further distances will await. It's a bit weird me saying that I don't think Time Hill will, um, will stay the distance because I, I want to see him do it first. And my fancy for this race isn't hasn't run over that distance yet. I know that sounds stupid, but I was just impressed on how he ground it out. I, I think he's he's a horse that's still on the improve. Um, he's very lightly raced. Paul uh, uh, Paul Nolan doesn't send his horses over for no reason, and if he's got an entry in this, it's he's certainly got a big chance. And I th- the price has slightly gone. He, though he's big as thirty threes um, before his win against Andy Dufresne, and I, I just really like him. He's just a likable horse, and I think he'll. Although he's not got the flashy profile of Time Hill, Monkfish, or even the big breakaways we'll get to later. Um, I think he's just a hardy, solid horse who'll just put his head on the line and try. And I, I just like him. I just think 12 to 1 is still also a bit of a decent price. Do you think Time Hill is favourite as much because of his bumper form as it is of his hurdle form? Yeah, I think his bumper form still factor, factoring in 
to the reason why he's favourite well, for this. Well, it should be because he's finished. He's been quick enough over two miles to finish ahead of the favourite for the Supreme. Yeah, and, and yeah, um, and well, if you look at that, uh, Envoy Allen is obviously that strong. That that bumper's worked out to be the best bumper in many years now. Um, he's only finished two and a half lengths behind Envoy Allen, and he beat Abracadabras. That's that's cracking for him, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I think he's done that while shaping like he'll stay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the big breakaway is obviously a horse I'm gonna like because Colin Tizard is it. You have David Pipe and I have Colin Tizard. Um, I don't have David Pipe. <laughs> he, it's not a, I, I don't look at a horse and think. Oh, that's a David Pipe one. That's going to be good. Just it, it happens at quite a few horses. I. Oh. I like I trained by David Pipe. It's not a, I don't have posters of him on my wall like you do with Tizard. Oh, I do. And not gonna lie, um, he brushed aside the expensive purchase Papa Tango Charlie by seven lengths last time. That was a very very good performance. Uh, he's gonna sidestep this weekend. He's got a slight niggly injury. Um, I, I think that the big breakaway is a horse full of potential. It's just. It's just whether I want to see him do it in graded company. Well, you, you, you guess you look at the horses he's beaten, Jim. The big breakaway. Uh, was it Black Jack Kentucky first time up? Yeah, it was. And it was like you said, Papa Tango Charlie last time out. Uh, off the top of my head, Black Jack Kentucky is what one one two eight. Yeah. Uh. Tom Olves are rating. And, uh, well, Papa Tango Charlie doesn't have a mark yet, does he? But you'd assume I've got, he knows I've got an, an OR of 128 here for Papa Tango Charlie. So he's both, they're both 128. Um, just let me double check Blackjack 10, Ken Tucky. 128. He's just been dropped to pound, 127. <laughs> so on that form line, the big breakaways already merits what? High 140s minimum. Yeah. And and my other thing is that Blackjack Kentucky really should have won last time out, and I was disappointed that he didn't. I was fancied the ears off him, and he he's disappointed since. I, I, uh, there's question marks around him, but he's a good horse. But I don't think he should be twelve to one for this. What you think he should be bigger? Yeah, I think he should be about twenties. But he's beaten. He's beaten two horses who are, you know, we we know are. Not no not world beaters, but above average, decent decent handicapping types. You know, Papa Tango Charlie could probably improve to actually be better than that once more. But the big breakaways done them both easily. Pretty much like he's just on a you know a Sunday jog. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, and I can see people getting excited about him. He's a big galloping sort, chaser in the making, so. So to speak, and yeah, I, I just don't. I, I, if you gave me big breakaway or latest exhibition, I, I'd be with the latest ex- exhibition. I don't understand why they're the same price. If I'm being honest, um, I'd be the other way around, mate. Would you? Um, I, I think the ceiling. We have not got anywhere near to seeing the big breakaway tested yet. Yeah. Because he's been racing against, you know, I guess we know a little bit more about Blackjack Kentucky than we do about the novice, the novice form in general. If you know what I mean, where at latest exhibition, I know he's been beating Andy Dufresne. 
and you know he was beaten by Abercadabras. But uh, Blackjack Black again took his experience, I guess, of him being a second season of his allows us to put more of a a solid mark on what he's achieved so far. And what he's achieved, and to me, doing what he's done so easily suggests that there's a horse with bucket loads more potential yet. We've just not seen him tested and we know the horses he's beaten are already decent. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if they have a run before if they go to Cheltenham. Um, obviously, he's had this little setback at the, for the weekend. be interesting to see if they try and get another run into him because Tizard seems to be keeping his horses fairly fresh for the festival. Would you come Would you come here with him? Or go... Personally, I, I'd go entry. Oh, my days. Why? What's wrong with that? Because it's a Cheltenham festival, Jim. Just because you, you want to go entry because you're scared, mate. I'm not you're scared. No, I, I just think entry would suit him a bit more. I think it's a big galloping track. I think Cheltenham could come slightly too soon for him. He's had this injury. He's not going to be 100%. Aiming at Aintree, Aintree, and then you could even go to Punchestown with him. Tizard's not afraid well, to send. Colin Tizard will not run an injured horse at Cheltenham. Exactly. If, if the big break, if the big breakaway is back fit, if he misses Cheltenham, it, it's through injury then, via it being you know a a choice of target. Right. If you're actually aiming him at Aintree. <laughs> right. We've talked too much about the big breakaway. Move on. Yeah. I I sounded like. I was head of his fan club there, and I, I, do you know what? He's, he's a horse I, I I like. He's a horse I like. He wouldn't be. I think it's impossible not to like what he's done so far. Correct. Uh, at the minute, he wouldn't be my. Well, there's a load of them I've been really impressed with in this. We've not mentioned. I, I know it's not been over the, uh, the Christmas period. Dior Kerr, who beat Monkfish in the maiden in his maiden hurdle. There's Lord Royal, who hacked up at Clonmel uh, in early January for Willie Mullins. And Mossy Fenn, as well. He looks like a proper potato racehorse, uh, who won the Leamington Novice Hurdle. Looks like it might be a hot renewal, though, this year, mate. I can't really see Mossy Fenn. Your boy's in it as well, Glenn, isn't he? Who is? Glenn, your boy. Is it? Yeah, forty to one. Oh, he's in the betting. Yeah, he's in the betting. There's not. There's no entries out there. I was going to say if they entered him at Cheltenham without telling me. Yeah, hopefully we'll see him out this weekend. He's in at. He's in at uh, Huntingdon and Donny on Friday. Fontwell on Sunday and Plumpton on Monday. Hopefully we'll see him out soon, and hopefully he runs to Donny so I can go. Runs at Donny so I can go and watch. And yeah, Glyn wins. <laughs> Fair dues. Um... Miranda's out of the weekend. She's got two assignments. And, um, yeah, she's in a grade two at Donny, which I never thought of, there'd be words. She could even be a bit as good as Pentland Hills at this rate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well. Who'd have yeah, thought it? It's still mad. I, I, I know we've already talked about, but I'm, I'm thinking about it more and more. What a bad champion hurdle market. <laughs> what a bad champion hurdle market. If Pentland Hills or Classical Dream wins a champion hurdle after you know, after the seasons they've had and at prices sub ten to one, 
prices sub 10 to 1 for horses who've had the year seasons they've had to win the champion hurdle. Oh, I'll start watching Maidan instead, mate. <laughs> I love a bit of Maidan. Maidan's great. Swedwa won the other day, didn't he? He did. Great to see him get his head in front, cracking sort of for David O'Mara. I quite enjoy Maidan. You you love your international stuff, though. Yeah. I'm just really I'm just really xenophobic. <laughs> I'm a massive American. Um, I don't have, I don't know much about it, but I like watching English runners run over there against their top. Um, oh, that's what I enjoy. I'll 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 turn up like I was really happy when Spanish Mission won over. Was it in, was it the Woodbine on Saint Ledger Day? Woodbine. Yeah, that 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 made me happy. Oh, I, is, I, I'll only watch I'll only watch foreign racing if there's an English horse I can cheer on. <laughs> I, I'm exactly horse. the same because when I get home from work on a Saturday, for example, it's normally about twelve o'clock. And it's normally in time for like the Woodbine International or something. So it's always perfectly timed, so I've always watched it growing up. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's a good laugh, innit? And cos I guess cos like me and you are both football fans as well, the mighty shaman back in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, but we, we you don't really get the opportunity unless unless it's a Well, I, I don't really see it as much of an opportunity unless it's Alti or when I'm always cheering for him. But you know, kind of having someone to someone to root for without financial interest. It's the closest thing to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, it is. Who wins the Albert Battle at this stage, mate? Latest exhibition. I'm I'm staying with him. Oh, I I am gonna be boring him. Say time hill. Yes, come on, your favourite backer. <laughs> It won't be Time Hill. It won't be Time Hill. No? I like Monkfish. I like Fury Road. I like the big breakaway. There's uh, what happens in the next month or so. I I hope some of the Irish Town contingent uh, turn up in the 2-6 race yeah. at the DRF. Yeah. Uh, the one that Commander of Fleet, my nap of the festival last year, and he just got done by... The best off. A bloody maiden. He got done by a maiden and seven to one nap. I was so, so proud. And then there's just this big thing that no one's ever heard of has come and beat him, fuming. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I might just say monkfish for now, but it's uh, very, very fancy. Yeah, yeah. It, so far, this is a good race, but. I don't know. I, I, I can't put a fall line between many of them. I, you could chuck a blanket over and it could be a blanket finish. Yeah. Lots of exciting types over there. I feel that, to me, it looks a deeper race than the Supreme. Yeah, it does. It does. really does. And we'll move on now to the last race we'll talk about. The biggest one of the week. The Cheltenham Gold Cup. And well, in the past month, we've seen uh, Delta Work get his season back on track. Winning the Savills Chase. At Leopardstown, I'm going to call it the Lexus then. Uh, album Photo came back and won the Album Photo race at Tremor. <laughs> uh, and presenting Percy was down the field at that. Uh, uh, sorry, down the field at uh, Leopardstown. Mona Lee was runner up in the Savills chase. Uh, nothing happened at Kempton though, Jim, did it? No, no, no. Nothing's happened. Just, I think Paul Nichols won some uh, big race with. Uh, last year's winner, Cat names escaped me, and uh, I don't really remember that race. Yeah, of course, Clandes, Imperious, 
Absolutely smashed him. <laughs> in, in breaking Watson's heart, making him cry over his Boxing Day leftover to Actually, there wouldn't have been any leftovers for no, you or No all, leftovers for me. No way. Uh, on Boxing Day, absolutely bolting up for his second King George. I guess that's where we'll start, mate. Condes Oboe, it was a small but select field, and he's, he's, he's battered him. He's absolutely battered him, but you've got to put a question mark on this form because some of them mustn't have been right. Um, surname didn't look the same. Surname, it was almost as if surname was just put in the race just to improve Glandy's Oboe's price. Not that Paul Nichols would do that, but... No, definitely won't. That's a strange comment. But surname never travelled, jumped out to his, was it his right? Um, just, he, he was never ever travelling and Harry Cobden took a lead off Ace, so, which I thought was a weird decision. Um, and that that was, he was sort of, you sort of knew he wasn't going to win after about a mile, I think. Um, you could also say the same about Lost in Translation. He just didn't travel with as much exuberance as usual. Um Obviously, Have they found some up with him? Um, he's having a wind operation. Right. Um, soft palate. That he said. It, Robbie Power said he heard a little squeak coming round the bend. Best thing to do. I, I was happy that they pulled him up in the end. Um, I'd rather him pull him up than try and race him, save him, save him, wrap him up in cotton wool. Um, the dream's still not off for Lost in Translation, in my opinion. Um, he obviously just had an off day. Wind operation, that jump absolutely. T- he was getting back into the race when that ju- that jump, before he absolutely smashed the bottom of it and went straight through it. Uh, that knocked the absolute stuffing out of him. I I think he was coming back and he wasn't even going that well. I I would have been quite interesting to see if he jumped that. Was it the fourth last that well? I, I've I've only, I've not watched the race back, Lewis. I'm going to tell you that I can't watch it. I can't. No. I, I, I tried watching it to cheer me up after in car back from Stockport we got beat 5-1 on Boxing Day and we were very bad we were very bad obviously we were you know, unbeaten in 5-10 but tried watching it just thought lost in translation he's going to he's going to come and cheer me up either way because if he won I'd be happy because I've got money on him for the Gold Cup and if something bad you know if he ran as flat as he did uh, the thought of you frowning and being miserable also cheered me up. <laughs> it wasn't just a frown, it was more of a cry. <laughs> cry, yeah. Uh, is, is, is this... Are we, uh, is it harsh to suggest, like you have done, then, that Clandes Oboe has beaten four horses who didn't run the race? Yeah, four horses who haven't run the race, and... It's been emphasised by his winning distance. Glandy's Oboe tuned up to the eardrums to win this race. Um, it was obviously improved after he went to Down Royal. And he's done it well. He's done it well. But it's Glandy's Oboe. He wants to do the Gold Cup distance. End off. I'm sorry. Maybe another, another no, two season's time. I'm not having that. No, you're not? I'm not having that. And at, at this stage, mate, even though I've already got some cash down on Lost in Translation, and again, this might just be a personal preference of mine, because like 
you know, you, you know, I'm not a fan of backing horses directly off the back of a problem. I have to see their well-being first. And to me, Lost in Translation ran like a horse with a problem. You yeah. cannot be so good at Haydock and then so bad at Kempton without there being something wrong. So if he runs in the meantime, are they talking about the Denman? Yeah, but he's not. He's going straight to Cheltenham. Going straight to Cheltenham. You see, I can't back Lost in Translation. Well, I know I already have, but I wouldn't back him now off the back of that. Right. And I think the fact that Clandes Oboe is two points bigger in some places massively underestimates massively underestimates him. I don't think he was that... I don't. I think the manner of which his non-stayingness uh, happened at Cheltenham last season... Do you think if Harry Cobden had run him differently, he'd have stayed? Well, it's always the jockey with you, isn't it? No, not necessarily. He was just following instructions from Paul Nichols. Uh, I, I, I think I, I, I think he went well he went well for a long enough way for me to suggest that with a little bit more you know that was first that was Clandis Obo's first crack at a gold cup they should come back with it wiser now yeah. you know the, Nichols and Cobden should be more aware of how to how to ride Clandis Obo to help him stay and how to try and get the race to play to his strengths. He's as big as nine to one. That's look. I, I can't think of another time where a, where a dual King George winner and a dual King George winner who's just won the King George by twenty one lengths on the bridle is as big as nine to one for the Gold Cup. I don't think it's dead set that Clanders doesn't stay. Right. So you're willing I to think, give him another chance. Yeah, I think there are stronger stayers. I'll admit that. But I'd, I wouldn't be as black and white of no Clanders or Bowser non-stayer. Because I think I've, I've, I think he went well enough for a long enough way last season to give encouragement. Yeah. The, 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 the fact that he went well enough for a long way and then finished fifth, you, you could use that as a point of luck. This yeah. is a horse who doesn't stay. Yeah. But I've, I've, I think with the, that experience and know-how of how Clanders or Bowser has run in the Gold Cup before hopefully they could put that to slightly better use and I'd be more confident of him getting the trip this time mm-hmm. we'll talk about Ireland Jim uh, Delta work flat out down Royal on his first start of the season making amends here beating Mona Lee Ken Boy back from is he still in training? <laughs> yeah Ken, Ken Boy still exists and he, he ran well Presenting Percy as well, I, I I was quite happy with what he did. What did you make of the Savills chase? Um, I, th- I thought it was good. Um, good race. I think the form will be as strong as usual. Ken Boy came to win the race, flattened out, needed the run. Obvious, obvious. I thought that I thought that was a satisfactory enough performance um, by Ken Boy. Um, I think. Delta work, did it well, stayed on strongly, wrote his wrongs from last time out and plugged on. I don't, I don't know I don't know where I stand with the with them they could they could appear three times and come in different orders and I won't be surprised. Uh, yes, I agree. I, I I think it's just the way the race is run, if I'm being honest. And yeah, I I I like all of the runners. Mona Lee they're going straight to the festival with him. 
that he'll be interesting. I, I've been a strong advocate of him going uh, for the Gold Cup, so I'm looking forward to seeing him running that and presenting Percy's run a good enough race. And he's, it, the rumours he could go to the Irish Gold Cup now, which I'm quite excited about. Proper prep. That's been confirmed by Philip Reynolds, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I, I, I think that's fine. Strong and what did you Were you, you happy with presenting Percy's run? Yeah, I was. I, I I was almost certain you'd slag him off. Why? Because you slag presenting Percy off a lot, and he's not. He's finished fifth. Yeah, fair dues. I I aren't his biggest fan, but I, he ran better than I were expecting. He wasn't. Look, he was still within what three lengths of the winner. Yeah. Whilst, whilst shaping to me, out of the front five, the horse who wanted the furthest. Yeah. Uh, we will talk about the winner, Delta Work, Jim. I I said last season I thought he was the best, the best uh, staying of his chaser, even though he was beaten at the Cheltenham Festival. I I felt he was the most talented, of Sant, uh, more talented than Santini in top of the game. But I wasn't quite sure whether he was as much a Gold Cup horse as those two, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guess I guess this completely completely merits his his general price now of eight to one. Uh, he could go well, but he needs to he needs to jump better. He does. He can, He's he, can fr- he can still throw in an odd stinker. Yeah, his jumping's been not perfect, satisfactory. Um, he does like a, to make a mistake, um, but he, he's beaten a decent field here, and I really can't complain of what he's done. So it's the strongest form in Ireland so far. It is. Um, so, but I guess with how how how's, how closely they've all finished. Does that put a little bit of a, uh, not a dampener, but does that make you think, well, we know Mona Lee won't win a Gold Cup. We know Rotary Spectre won't win a Gold Cup. Kenboy possibly needed the run. Well, more likely than not needed the run. Yeah. Um, it certainly opened that idea up to you, wasn't it? Um, I, I think Kenboy is the best of that race, personally. And I, I think he'll go very, very close in the Gold Cup. But I, I think this race has definitely helped him because it's clear he, he needed the run. If he'd gone straight to Cheltenham, he probably wouldn't have been as competitive. Um, I, I, I think Ken Bar's the best horse in this race, simple as. I, I don't know what you think. He was very good last season, wasn't he? He beat Album Photo fair and square at Punchestown and he bullied... He bullied Clan Desert at, uh, at Aintree. So, yeah, he look, 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 last season, even though look, we didn't get to see what he could do in a Gold Cup due to those pesky fences, but <laughs> but last season he was the best three-mile chaser. He was. On, on either side of the Irish Sea. Uh, and like you'd call it, I'd say satisfactory runs from, from Ken Boy and presenting Percy. Delta work back to his best. Monolee, unfortunately, a little bit tripless when it comes to Cheltenham. 
because I don't quite think he, he, he looked quick enough for the Ryanair last season but his two runs over three miles at the festival he's not particularly finished off I can't quite see it with him. I, do you know what? I would go for the Gold Cup this time. Yeah. Because he's already had a go at the Ryanair and he didn't, you know. Didn't fight. It, 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 yeah, it, it wasn't, it didn't look like it was for him. So the, the logical step is go, well, well, we'll have a go at the other one. Yeah. You know, don't don't keep trying something that didn't work. Correct. But uh, I don't see him particularly troubling. Album photo, Jim. Back to favouritism. Good, good, good performance. Um, jumped well, travelled well. Best horse in the race should have won. It's his race. It was like a homecoming, really, wasn't it? Um, the support was out for him, and I thought he did it well enough. Um, he deserves to be favourite. He's last year's winner. I've always held him in quite regard, uh, high regard. Um it's just a shame that this season there's a horse who I adore more. Otherwise, I'd fancy him. I, I think the top. I think the market's got this perfectly right. I think the top three in the market will be the top three home. Album photo lost in trans. Uh, Ken Boy lost in translation. Just in which order, I don't know. It's hard for horses to win two World Cups. It is. It is hard, but I it think there's exceptions. And I'm not saying that he's a freak, but I I, I think that. If there's any horse that's probably going to do it, it could be him. He is very... I understand what you mean, whereas where I, I think the Cheltenham Gold Cup plays to his strengths more than any other grade one chase. Yeah. Like it will do for Santina. Yeah. And Native River. Of both, he's closer to them in my eyes than he is a Clandeso Bow. Yeah. But he's also quick enough to win over two and a half, like, he's, like he has done there. And it's not... He's not... I mean, look... It's 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 hard to garner anything really from the form of that Tremor race because he's beaten a Capella Bourgeois who's a decent what one fifty ish handicapper. That's really where Shattered Love is now as well. And Voiderev uh, didn't turn up. It did been enjoying New Year's Eve too much. Uh, so the only the only thing we really learned on New Year's Day about album photo he has four legs still and can jump and he's in and he's in good health but what it has done is it's reminded the market that oh shit the gold cup winner actually you know he's he's still there he's still really suited by the racers conditions though I think he, though I'll, I'm not sure whether he, I'd have him as short as 7-2 as some bookies do I've got, I've got best prices up in his nine to two, so that's why I think he's still a decent price at nine to two. What would you? So you said I, I put it on Twitter the other day, a Gold Cup one two three, and you're giving me stick for for backing favourites when you've gone for the top three in the market. Yeah, but the winner's eight to one. <laughs> Lost in translation, came by Albion four, MI three. Oh, you see, it's a, such a tough race for me to have a. To have a opinion on because I can, I, I've got a, maybe not a slight doubt. So I don't really have a doubt about album photo. It's just whether I, I think this is a better renewal yeah. than the one last season. It definitely is. Although we thought that with last season's Gold Cup, we thought that was strong, and he still won it well. 
It was strong, but how many of the ones you'd ex- you'd have expected to to be up there were up there? Yeah, Bells Hill ran no race. Kenboy went early doors. You know, F- Fisselcrack never never went. You know, uh, he's still beat an Hannibal Fly. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it wasn't as if he was beating the ones you'd have that I'd have given the form more substance. That's not being harsh to Hannibal Fly, but. You know what I mean? You'd, you'd, you'd have been happier had Album Photo beaten a non-lane presenting Percy in second. Yeah, correct. Correct. I get you. Uh, I'd have presenting Percy in my three. Yeah. I would do. I would also probably add that. One I am definitely having in my three is Native River. Yeah. I really like. I just think he's really solid. The Gold Cup plays to his strengths. Really, really liked what he did at Aintree. Uh, um, look, we we know. I don't think he wins, but I think there are dafter sixteen to one each way shots. Given that, you know, if you think Landes is a non-stayer, lost in translations, coming into the back of this off, you know, a injured type performance. You know, Santini should be running on the Saturday in the Midlands National. Uh, Native River. No, I think Native River. I think he'll be in the free. And it's just, who do I go for out of Album Photo or Kenboy? Or Clandes? All Austrian in translation. I don't know, mate. This Head, is me just listing horses. Head's gone. Head's gone. Head's gone west. Head has gone west. Uh, I've not even mentioned Delta work. Uh, yeah, do you know what? At the minute, I'd 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 be presenting Percy and Native River for the Gold Cup, which is ridiculous considering all the good novices that have come through this season, uh, the form they've shown, and I've chosen to pick two horses who were soundly <laughs> beaten in the race last year. Oh. But at, at, at the prices, they'd be my two, and I might get this. I might have this completely and utterly wrong. But to me, they're, they're horses who are ridiculously well suited to the, the test that Gold Cup provides. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. I think, have we covered it all now? I think we've covered it all. This episode is a long one. <laughs> it is a long one. I mean, over the Christmas period, I'll just have a little mention. Potter's Corner won the Welsh National Grand National entries out next week. That is the day I really, really look forward to. Uh, as well done to Christian Williams, that, that will get him into the race as well. Uh, I say there's not really more to discuss from that, but we thought well, it's worth giving the Welsh National winner a mention, isn't it? Yeah. Oh! Roaring Bull, happy or not, did you like it? I didn't. No, wasn't a fan, don't bother me. Move on. I can't. Move on. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not slating people, I'm in a good mood, I'm in a good mood. How long will that last? About ten minutes. Ha! Oh, Kimberlite Candy as well. Whilst I'm on my little Grand National, my Grand National uh, mania. No one wants to listen to your Grand National boring chat. <laughs> Everyone does. It's the most important race of the year. Oh, no. Kimberlite Candy's gonna get in as well. He was quite good at Warwick. Uh, well done to Tom Lacey as well. They've got a good horse there. They look like they were going to have a good horse last year with Rich, uh, with Richard Patrick. Now that's a jockey, Thomas Patrick. <laughs> that didn't work out, did it? And again, I've completely managed to derail another podcast into waffling about the Grand National. Right. So, well done me. 
game over. Podcast complete. Um, yes, well done, Jim. This is a long session. Um, thank you very much. We've had much. to split it over two. We've had to split it over two. Recordings. Two, two recordings. So if, if I sound dodgier in the last the last couple of minutes, it's because, well, the last 45 minutes, it's because now we're recording from Jim's side and the first part we were recording from my side. Uh, we've, we've, we've kind of tried to come up with a bit more of a high-tech way to record, aren't we, Jim? But it's just a bit more like a... A monkey bashing a hammer at like a skybox and just ho- hoping it works. I've spent countless hours looking at different recording softwares and stuff and absolutely getting frustrated through things. So we will try and get a, a, a decent setup and try and do two podcasts a week, uh, reviewing and previewing. But we thought we'd just get some content out there for you for the time being. So here it yeah, is. Yeah, I fi- Go on, pal. No, I, I've finished. I've, I've, I've had my say. Yeah, and I, I was just going to say thanks a lot again to race, rating the racers. Really, really excited to be uh, joining up with them. Make sure you get involved with their daily naps comp. It's 525 quid worth of prizes every month. It's definitely worth doing, free to enter. Thanks a lot to Liam for the support as well. Uh, and thanks a lot to all our listeners. We hope you've enjoyed your month without Turf Talk. Uh, it's probably been better for everyone. Uh, <laughs> that, that you've not had, that, that you've not had to listen to Jim Watson uh, in the direct month after Lost in Translation getting beat. Yeah, yeah, it's taken it's taken a while, it's taken a while. He's over it, and we're back, and we should, fingers crossed, be reviewing Trials Day. Whenever we can manage, yeah, in the next two days. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you all again very soon. See you later. <laughs>